so like I said at the beginning of the service, uh, it is such a joy to be here in the sanctuary and worshiping with you all this morning as we continue to explore what exactly we mean by this word love. And I'm not sure whether it's going to make my job easier or harder this morning that today's scripture reading is probably one of the most famous chapters in the whole Bible, right? I would guess that if you heard we were preaching a series on love and you had to say one scripture that you thought was going to be included, survey says this might be at the top of your list. 1 Corinthians 13, um, the words we're going to read today are, are verses that maybe you had in mind and even if you don't have a lot of Bible verses memorized, I would guess that some of you can probably say the first few words of of the, this week's Bible reading from heart. Let's see, have a little pop quiz. Fill in the blank. Love is, we heard it in the prayer. Patient. Love is? Great job. And if, if you're uh, having a little trouble with that one, no shame. I mean, we haven't had as many weddings lately to attend, and that's where we often hear this, right? This uh, scripture reading so often is read at weddings. Um, but the passage was not written to a couple that were about to embark on a, a lifelong journey of partnership. No, Jeff reminded us last week that these words were written to a young church that was having some trouble living together in community and showing God's love to each other. And so Paul wrote these beautiful words, words that remind us what God's love is like and how we see that love revealed in Christ. So hear these words from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through 8a. It says this, love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. This is the word of God for all God's people. Thanks be to God. So as iconic and uh, easy as these phrases might be to remember, they are not always easy to live out, are they? Perhaps some of us struggled even this very morning trying to get out the door and get to church and, uh, or, or maybe to get the service pulled up online in time. Perhaps we found it difficult to be patient and kind, at the very least not rude, when maybe our, our family or our partner wasn't getting ready or sitting still as quickly as we wanted them to be, when the car in front of us was driving a little too slow or the coffee and the breakfast took too long, uh, longer than we wanted to, to be made. Perhaps we have found ourselves feeling irritable, resentful, maybe even envious. Maybe it was when we saw that person that always seems to be on time and perfectly dressed and put together and so happy. Maybe that's just me. Maybe y'all are always on time, put together, happy. Maybe we found ourselves in a different case, thinking when we passed someone else by, 
well, I don't have everything together and going right, but at least I'm not like them. In ways big and small, these unloving thoughts sneak into our hearts and our lives each and every day, don't they? And sadly, they don't just remain thoughts and feelings, but they shape how we treat others, who we take time to listen to and empathize with and believe, who we overlook and ignore, who we feel deserves our help, our love, and who maybe isn't as worthy of our time and attention and energy. We all have work to do in learning to be more loving. And the good news is that the first step is is recognizing the places where our, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions are not measuring up to God's standard of love. The standard that Paul gives us in these verses that we just read. It doesn't mean we have to beat ourselves up about this because we also have to learn to be patient and kind towards ourselves, right? Even as we struggle to grow in love. But it is important to recognize that that we all have room to grow when it comes to living out love and reflecting well the kind of love that God shows us. In these verses from 1 Corinthians 13, Paul is trying to help the Corinthian church recognize these growing edges, gently pointing out to them that the more excellent way of love is not exactly what they're living out. Yes, the the Corinthians, they are growing in knowledge. They know a lot about God and what Jesus did, and they have gifts of speaking in tongues and prophesying and speaking about God. But they were too often missing the point that all of this was not really supposed to be about how good they were at at these religious practices or knowing these religious uh, things. But as, as Jeff reminded us last week, without love, it's all for nothing. So in these descriptions that flesh out what love actually looks like and acts like, several of Paul's points here in verses 4 through 8 are are in direct contrast to what we see him addressing in uh, other parts of the letter as the Corinthians' behavior. Love doesn't envy, but in 1 Corinthians 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 3, we see that the Corinthian church is struggling with with some jealousy and some infighting. Love doesn't boast and is not arrogant, but earlier parts of the letter show that boasting and and puffing oneself up are, are problems the Corinthians are having as well. The characteristics of love that that Paul highlights are antidotes for many of the things causing problems in the Corinthian church community. And if we let them, Paul's words can help us as well. Because sadly, still today, we as Christians, we struggle to be patient and kind. We can tend towards envy, thinking ourselves better than others. A scroll through social media will show us that most uh, most of us at times insist on our own ways We get irritable and resentful. We even sometimes rejoice in wrongdoing. In conversations with our friends or or maybe in those social media posts, we want to show how right we are, don't we? And how wrong the people who disagree with us are. 
At times we rejoice because our, our opponents, ideological or otherwise, have, have been caught messing up or, or looking dumb. Too often we prefer our own versions of what's really going on to actually facing the truth, whether we're talking about history or current events or, or the fight that we had with someone close to us. We could all better practice living out, the, out love the way that Paul describes it. I, I recently picked up a book written by a fellow United Methodist pastor about the church that he started in Minneapolis. His name's Tyler Sitt, and he pastors New City Church. It's a, a newer church in, in Minneapolis. And I love the way that his church talks about discipleship. They call it love training. In worship, they're training for what it means to love God. In their, their life together groups, their small groups, they're in training for how to live out Jesus' call to love one another and to love their small group, their community, and even the wider community and world. This is also a church that works together to advocate for the world to be more like God dreams it to be, uh, reflecting on earth uh, God's will as it is in heaven. And so when they're out doing advocacy and, and fighting for uh, justice together, they see that as love training too. But Tyler says that it all starts in worship because God is the one who teaches us what love really is. And in experiencing God's love, we can go out to love others. Friends, this is what God wants to do in our lives. Teach us to love. That's what, what this is really about. When we come together in worship, we come to experience God's love and to let our worship shape our thinking and our feeling, our actions when we leave this place that we would be better equipped to go out and to spread God's love. Here at, at Boone UMC, one of the questions we often ask ourselves when we think about our discipleship journey and, and where we are in our faith is, is where did worship send me? For many of us, worship sends us out into our week, right? to our work, whether that's paid work or volunteer work, whether we're working in the home or outside of it. As I look around, I, I see many folks I know here who are, are teachers and educators. Uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of education folks in our community and especially in our Boone UMC family. And gosh, knowing so many of you, I know that y'all are some of the most beautiful examples of the kind of love that we just read about. Patient and kind, bearing all things and hoping all things as, as you love and teach kids in our community and young adults. And I wonder, did any of y'all see, there's a, there's a TikTok video that's gone viral this week. I know not all, all of y'all are on TikTok, but I saw it on Facebook. I know more of you are on Facebook. Um, and it's of a teacher, Katie Peters, and she posted this. She's a high school teacher in Ohio. And um, this, her story reminds us that so many people whether it's in our school system or our hospitals, so many jobs are, are going above and beyond trying to show love to others, living out these words that, that we just read from Corinthians. Um, so this video, in it she says kind of what her, her day has been like. She says, today I taught for six periods and then I subbed on my planning period. 
I helped a young man find safe housing. I found a winter coat for a girl who didn't have one. I located a student's missing backpack and a replacement Chromebook for that student. I gave a, little, a student a little bit of cash for a haircut and made sure another student had enough food to last through the weekend. I listened to a lengthy story about a puppy. I sat with a young girl dealing with cramps and helped support one of my male students dealing with his first heartbreak. I walked a new student to her next class so she wouldn't be alone. I saved an art project with super glue, and I wrote a card to a student who was struggling. After that, the school day was over and I ran to a meeting and then I tutored a student and I rushed back to my classroom to write a letter of recommendation for college for a student who asked me for it today and it's due tomorrow. And I came home after that and I spent four hours lesson planning, fun, inviting, exciting lesson plans that at the drop of a hat need, might need to go virtual at any, without any warning. It's amazing, isn't it? Hearing her talk about all that she did in that day, all the ways, big and small, that this teacher is showing love to her students. It's incredible to think about the ripple effects that, that those acts of kindness, of love, each one of them, will have in those students' lives. And many of those things are, are things that we can do, even if we're not teachers. If we're paying attention to the people around us, providing a listening ear, lending a hand when the need arises. And we've, we've talked about some of those already in worship today. We can donate diapers to the diaper drive. We can participate when we have service days. Uh, in the announcements, you saw about firewood ministry. We can deliver firewood to those who uh, are cold. These are beautiful ways to show God's love to others. And as beautiful as those are, what really hit me in this video was the second part of what she said. She said, you know, I don't want a single accolade. No teacher I know wants a pat on the back or gratitude. What they do need is grace. She says, I want you to know in your child's school, 30 to 50 teachers and support staff did things like this today. And we'll do it again tomorrow. It's, it's what we signed up for. It's what we love. It's what makes us fulfilled. And it's also why we're tired. And then she says, I read online in a community forum the other day in regards to my district going back in person. Oh, it's nice that the teachers have decided to work again. And she says, I felt something inside of me shatter. She says, I would encourage you to recognize that even if you believe that teachers and education staff are not working as hard as they've ever worked um, over these last two years, that nobody in the history of ever has been motivated by ugly. Loving kids is the purest form of beauty that exists, and it's always going to beat your ugly. Those were Katie's words. And I think Katie is, is preaching a word to all of us, right? Riffing on Paul's words from the Corinthian, to the Corinthians, that love is not rude or arrogant. It doesn't allow us to puff ourselves up, but love is kind. And love in all of its beauty never fails. It will always overcome hate and unkindness, too, too often, maybe because we're all tired and overwhelmed and, and trying to manage too many things, we can let ourselves slip 
into ugly, unloving ways. We make a snarky comment online, like the one that Katie read, or, or we make it in an email, or even talking to a friend in a coffee shop, not realizing how hurtful it might be, how it might land in someone else's heart, maybe even just someone who overhears it, and it can do harm. Yet, the Katie's out there inspire us and remind us of the importance of our words and of our actions. Even seemingly little things done with great love can make a world of difference. And even when things get tough, when we're, we're on the receiving end of others' stress and anger, may we remember that love does always win. In the end, it is the only thing that can. This week, at the recommendation of, of one of my church members at Blackburns, I watched a movie that uh, was filmed here locally, actually, in Todd, um, a few years back. Um, and it, it's called Mountain Miner. It actually features uh, a member or two of, of Boone UMC. But it's about an Appalachian mountain community um, and a family that during the Great Depression moves from Appalachia up to uh, the city in Ohio to find work. But before they go, the grandpa, sitting on the porch with his 12-year-old grandson, says that, that the boy, when he goes to school up in Ohio, he might face some trouble, that they might make fun of him because of how he talks. They might see him as different. And he says, fear can make people do some of the meanest things. And it's true, isn't it? Whether it's fear of change or fear of difference, it can bring out the worst in us. We see it in our world in so many ways. But as, as we kicked off our sermon series a few weeks ago, reading from 1 John 4, Verse 18 in that chapter reminds us that perfect love casts out fear. Oftentimes, those that we fear, even those we're just having trouble being loving towards, are people we haven't really gotten a chance to know yet. As we put ourselves out there, as we try showing love, get to know them, we find that it is true. We cannot love someone and fear them at the same time. So this week, I pray that worship sends us out into our daily lives to practice love. The kind of love that Paul wrote about, the kind of love that we see in Katie's story, this love that Jesus perfectly embodied and demonstrated to us. Yes, we will all still mess up, maybe even before the end of the day today, we might say or do something rude or unkind. But thankfully, we are loved by a God who loves us unconditionally, who is perfectly patient and kind, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So may God nurture us towards being made more and more perfect in love. And for this, may we give God thanks. Amen. Will you pray with me? God of love, we give you thanks for your great love for us and the ways you enable us to love others. 
Guide us this week as we seek to show your love to others. Put on our hearts, even now, and as we go through the days ahead, a person, a situation where you want us to share your love in a way we might be able to do that. Help us to be patient and kind, humble and thankful in all things. And may we never lose hope in your unfailing love that is without end. Amen.